Okay, let's get into Parshas Miketz, Tavshin Ayintes, uh, Inyani Chanukah as well, but uh, we can't uh, let Parshas Miketz go by, even though we're all in the Chanukah spirit and focusing on all the different Divrei Torah of Chanukah, but as we always do, we'll spend most of the time uh, on the Parsha. It is a Parsha Shir, and Beth Hashem will have one or two thoughts at the end related to Chanukah. We'll start off with the Svarno, or we mentioned the Svarno in past years, but to build on the Svarno. What does the Svarno say? Quoted by many at the beginning of the Parsha. After Paro has his dreams, as we know, many dreams. These are the next set of dreams. Parsha's Vayetze has dreams. Parsha's Vayeshev has dreams. Parsha's Miketz has dreams. Right? So here, more dreams. Paro has the dreams. And after the Sarha, Mashkim says, Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, there was somebody who could interpret dreams in the jail. And now, Ivri, Evid, Lasar, Tabachim. And what happens right before Shani? They take him out quickly. They get him out as fast as they could from the bar. Pasik Yud Dalin. Uncle is They quickly, from the word Rahat to run. Min Sirai. And they get him out. So the Svarno says, that is a remes. The Svarna quoted in the beginning of source number one. Kedera called to Shuas Hashem, Shinasis Kemorega, like all salvations of Akadish Baruchu. So often, in a second. Well, so many times it happens over a long time, right? Kima Kima, like the Medjur says. Ayala Sashachar, right? The Gula will happen little by little, like the morning. But, in a different sense, things could happen. Yeshua Hashem Keherafayin. Kedera Kotshua Hashem Shinasis Kemorega. Kaamru, Kikrova. Yeshua Sialavo, Ukamru Luami Shomeli, if Bene Israel would listen, it would happen. Bikachayeni Mitzrayim, that's what happened in Mitzrayim. Kigarshumi Mitzrayim, Kamran Zashlo Hizbik Patekamashlavasil Hachmitz, they didn't have enough time to take their dough out. They went quickly, quickly, get out, get out, get out. It was 210 years. But, you know, at the last second, go, 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 quickly, out, out, out. And that's going to happen in the future also. As the Pasik is used to describe when the ultimate Gula comes. Hopefully in Ikvasa the Meshicha. But when it finally comes, that final moment, Pitom. It's going to happen suddenly. And that's why you read Suhu. Yosef's Gula happened like that. He was in the jail, in the jail, in the jail, boom, and he was taken out. Even that word pitom, and I give it to you, but remember we discussed in uh, other uh, contexts, the Chavetz Chaim focuses on that word pitom. When the Chavetz Chaim in his Akdama to, in Asifa Sekenim, in his Akdama to, to Seder Kachim, uh, the Chavetz Chaim notes that word pitom is used in a different context as well. If you remember at the end of, in the end of Parshas Baloscha, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu appears to Aaron and Miriam after they had spoken about their brother Moshe, what does the Pasuk say? It says that Hashem came to them to teach them a lesson. Vayomer Hashem pitom el Moshe v'yalaron v'el Miriam. Slush lashlochem elo moed v'yetsu shlashlochem they all went out. Why dafka pitom? What is that pitom? Rashi there, the end of Baloscha says, Nigla aleim pitom. Vayim tameim b'derech eretz. It was sudden and they weren't ready. Aaron and Miriam, this has never happened before. That all of a sudden they came. They fired talking. Maya, Maya, we need water. We have to go to the mikvah. What Hashem is about to talk to us. They weren't ready. That's exactly what Hashem was teaching them. That if it's going to happen suddenly, I talk to Moshe like this. That's why it's be parish ben Aisha. But pito means unexpected. In a second, it's, it happens. And that's what's going to happen when Mashiach comes, the Chavetz Chaim says. That's the word pitom that's used for the ultimate stage of Geula. It seems like it's never going to happen. It seems like it's been so long. But pitom, and that's like the Svarno right here in our, in our, uh, Pusik, Vayiritsum and Abar, right? Yosef's Geula here happened quickly, Vayiritsum and Abar, and that's how the Geula and Mitzrayim happened, and that's how the Geula Hasida is going to happen. The Darkie Musser of Naiman, has an added thought. Right? That was one idea from the Sfarno, which we mentioned a number of years ago. The Dagi Musar has another thought. Vili near El on line five. Vayiritsu menabor, hatar misaperes lanu et social Yosef. Not just focusing on the godless of Hashem, Vayiritsu menabor, but the godless of Yosef Atzadik in this context. Why? How much could Yosef think? He's sitting in jail. He thinks he's forgotten. 
Right, he can't believe that the Saramashkim didn't tell Paro. He's, he already gave up hope. And all of a sudden, he's quickly, not only is he taken out of jail, he's not giving any warning, he's quickly, he's given a shave, he's given new clothes, and all of a sudden, he's standing in front of Paro. In a second. Not that he had time to digest what was happening. He didn't have time to think about, you know, what am I going to say to him? You know, if we ever meet an important person, you know, we probably think about it a lot. We'll be very nervous. We'll try to like focus on our words very care, choose our words very carefully. What if ever, if we ever get to meet a big, uh, a big rav to ask him a question? You know, we'll be very medactic. We'll think about it over and over. How should I ask it? What should I ask? Yossi didn't have a second to think about what he was going to say to Paro. So we might have thought, what would be his reaction? Paro said, "I heard you're a great interpreter of dreams." Yossi didn't have a, think, a second to think. He says to Paro, one of the leaders of the idolatrous world, Biladai, Elokim Paro. The first thing that Yosef says is, it's not me. It's not me. Yosef didn't lose focus with everything that was going on around him. Even though after a year in jail, having given up hope, and Paro finally freed him. And what's going to happen if he says, it's not me, Paro. I know you think it's me, but it's really God. How is that going to look in Paro's eyes? I schlepped you out of jail to help me now. Now you're telling me it's not even you? Yosef said, this is what I have to say. He didn't lose focus by everything that was happening around him so quickly. He didn't lose focus after what happened for the past year. He knew exactly what he had to say. And he had a hashpa on Paro. What does Paro answer? I see God trusts you. We'll get back to that in a couple of minutes. This is a limud gadol for us. Don't think that we ever have to be embarrassed about being over the Hashem and recognizing that everything in our lives is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He'll be mashpia on those around him. And that's what Yosef did with everything that was going on. And quickly... And giving up hope. He doesn't lose focus. How often in life, how easy it is for us to lose focus of being HaKadosh Baruch Hu, being the center of the world. How often could that happen? And Yosef teaches us no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on in our lives, personally, nationally, however it's happening, we can't lose focus. And our answer always has to be Biladai. Elokim Yana. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. I try. I'm the Farnes. I do my Ishtablus in all areas. But ultimately, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one in charge and we can never not give him the credit when obviously credit is due all the time. Okay. And then what happens? We have a conversation between Paro and Yosef. So Yosef says, Paro, Yosef, I had a dream and I heard you were an interpreter. Yosef says... Well, it's not me, it's God. Interesting, no reaction right then. Right after Yosef says that, Biladai, Elohim Yaneshlom Paro, Paro just keeps going. Paro just says, Yosef. I'm on the edge of the river, and I see the seven cows going out, and the seven skinny cows and the seven fat cows, etc. He tells the whole story. And Yosef answers, Chalom Paro Echadu Esasherhu Elokim Osehi Gil Paro, and he gives the whole interpretation. Again, Yosef says it. He says it twice. He says it before he does any interpretation, and he says it right after he does the interpretation. Remember, it's not me. He repeats to Paro. Elokim, and right, Hashem's gonna answer, and now he says, This is what Hashem told me. Asher Elokim Oseh Herod Paro. Hashem tells me, that's in the middle. And then he continues, Viata, and then Yosef adds the question, the Pasik that has bothered many. What was his Yosef's business to add the following Pasik? Giving advice. Paro never asked for advice. He asked for interpretation. Viata Yere Paro Ishnavon Vachacham Vishisei Al Eres 
So you better find somebody really wise to take care of your, of your empire. And they should, what they should do, they should gather everything. Paro is very happy. Paro says, you see anybody who has the spirit of God in him like Yosef does? So it seems like Yosef got the point across. Right, Yosef got the point across. Yosef says, it's not me, it's God. He says it twice, then Paro says, look, look, he is the Ruach of Hashem. And, but then what's the next Pasuk? Vayomer Paro el Yosef. After God showed all this to you, there's nobody so wise as you. And this is what you're going to do. I'm going to give you this, this position. So as the brisk of what's the, what's the connection between Yosef, it's Hashem, it's Hashem, it's Hashem. Paro acknowledges that. And then Paro says, well, you're the smartest guy here. You're the wisest. Yosef never said he was the wisest. Paro never said he all until now said that Hashem talks to him. So what exactly is the is the transition from nevuah, so to speak, from ruach Hashem to chachma? Says the briskerov based on the unkelis in these psukim, based on the unkelis. Says the briskerov in source number two. Nira habir bazet debeemes. Hare Amarlo Yosef Biladai Hashem Yaneshlom Paro. It's not me, it's Hashem. What does Targum Unkelis say on that first pasik? The first time Yosef says it. Pasik Tezayim. Biladai Elokim Yaneshlom Paro. What does Unkelis say? Bar Minchachmasi Elokain. It's not my wisdom. Bar Minchachmasi. It's not coming from wisdom. Minchadam Hashem Yitosav Yashlom Adaparo. It's from Hashem. That's the first Pasuk. Next, what's the next time that Yosef says it? Again, Pasuk Chavches. Hu adavar asher elokim oseh hera as paro. Hu piskam adim alelis and paro. Di Hashem asid lamevad achze paro. So Hashem is showing. So far, let's continue. There's one more unklis that we'll have to see. But continue. Let's see, says the briskarov. Tahainu. What does Unkelis mean by saying it's not wisdom? So what's making him so smart? It's prophecy. That's what Yosef is telling him. Yosef is saying, I'm getting nevuah from God. Right? Nevuah is communication with Hashem. Right? It's not me. So now, what does Paro say? What Paro says is Avadim. Hanimsa Kaze Ish Asher Ruach Bo. What does Uncle say? Gvar di Ruach Nevua Mikadam Hashembe. It's Nevua. Paro gets it. Ruach Hashem, Paro is using that to mean Nevua. Yosef says it's not me, it's Nevua. Paro says, I got it, it's Nevua. So what's the next Pasik? That he turns to his advisors and say, He's the wisest guy around. Let's put him in charge. What do you mean he's the wisest? We just said he wasn't the wisest. He didn't know it from his own chachma. But says the says the briskarav, maybe Paro knew the prerequisites for nevua. Aval Paro wouldn't give nevua to any stam person. Paro knows. If Hashem chooses you to talk to, that means you must have the prerequisites, including Chachma. And that's what we get from that Pasuk. Paro says, yes, you're telling me it's Nevuah, it's Nevuah, but I think that that makes you a Chacham too. Because I know HaKadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't give Nevuah Unless one is a chacham. And he even quotes a medrash to that effect as well. But again, nevuah is something. Even Paro, with all of his avodah zara and all of his kishuf and everything that was there, but he knew that a lot of it might have been fake. And he knew what it really means to be a navi and he knew none of his advisors had it. He knew they were all machashvim. They were not neviim. And therefore, when he sees real nevuah, 
he knows it must be that he has the prerequisites to be a chacham, and that's why he says, okay, you have to be in charge. Right? Making Yosef, Mishnah Lamelech, second in charge, that wouldn't help if he just had nevuah. But if he has chachma, so then that is something that obviously is, is a crucial, and Paro recognizes that, and therefore he gives Yosef the position. Ah. Moving right along, in the same Pasuk. Same Pasuk, says Revolbi. Says Revolbi, this Pasuk that we just read also gives us a yesod about life. Gives us a yesod about life. Right? We were just talking about um, nevuah, communication with with uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Just parenthetically, I wanted to mention, Rav Salvechik writes in, in Ish HaEmunah that when did tefillah start? Well, everybody David, even Adam David. But when did the tefillah kavua start? We know from the Ashkenaz HaGadola. Why Dafka did the Ashkenaz HaGadola feel the need at that moment to institute tefillah? Says Rav Salvechik, because they knew Nevuah was ending. They knew Nevuah, the last Nevi'im, Chagaz Chaimachla was ending. And they could not accept the reality that there would be no direct communication between Hashem and man. So they decided and they accepted that if there wouldn't be nevuah, there would be tefillah. They're two sides of the same coin. They're both communication. They're both a conversation. The only difference is who's talking. But nevuah and tefillah function in the same way as having the relationship. And creating the communication. And that's why they said, we do not accept the reality that there will not, will not be communication. And that's why Dafka then, they instituted and formalized tefillah as a hemshech to nevuah. That's why Dafka, it started then. And that is, as we know, the communication that we have with HaKadosh Baruch. It just so happened that nevuah, maybe tefillah is an even greater. Nevuah, HaKadosh Baruch is the one that's talking. Only certain people are ra'ui for that. And that's like we just said, you need to be a chacham. Tefillah, every single person can stand in front of HaKadosh Baruch So maybe they realize that too. It has to be something that's roy for the masses. And that's why they do a tefillah for each and every person. Okay, that's just the Hosafa. So says Revolbi in his Sefer on Chumash and Shi'uri Torah. So Paz Paro again says here, Hanimsa Kazez, anybody so wise, Kan Mismane Yosef Lemishne Lamelech Ubekach Matchila Golus Mitzrayim. Here it starts the Golus. This week's parsha starts Golis Mitzrayim, which doesn't end until really Parshas Pekude, until the Mishkan, until Ashras Hashkrin and the Mishkan. After you see the Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsov and Binyan, until that moment, right? The Ramban called Sefer Shmos Sefer Hagula, but it doesn't end at Har Sinai. Only once there's Ashras Hashkrin. So this is the beginning of the story. Golis Mitzrayim. Kol Mashakadosh Baruch Hu Amar LaAvram Avinu Miskayim Derech Yosef. The whole Brisbane and Basarim is starting to be fulfilled. Through Yosef. But it started with, as we know, Yosef goes down to Mitzrayim, but it started in last week's parsha With Mechiras Yosef. The brothers had enough. They were the ones that ironically caused the dreams to come true. The brothers were so mad about the dreams that they sold Yosef and that caused the dreams to come true. Right? Sometimes we, we try to run away from, from destiny. This is the Mahalach. please. On the one hand, we all have Bechir Echavshis. And we know throughout the story, throughout the entire story, the brothers, Yosef, everyone had free choice. There was free choice that the brothers had. But behind the scenes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu plays the role. We don't really know exactly and fully how that works. We have free choice, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is also behind the scenes running the world. But that's what we believe. And that's one of the Yisodos Emuna. That's one of the 13 principles of faith, according to the Rambam, that we each have free choice, even though Hashem is running the world, and our free choice is fitting into the plan that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has. The brothers had free choice to sell Yosef. Yosef had free choice to tell Lashon Hara on the brothers and to make the brothers jealous. Everyone had free choice, but you know what? 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being Zorea. Zorea, the story of Golos and Geula. That's a Yesod in life, says Revolbi, that we get from behind the entire story. Vayeshev, Miketz, Vayigash. It's people, individuals living their lives, but there's so much more. There's so much more that's going on here. And what do you see? Dafka from the action of people. Dafka from people who are trying to, who are trying to, uh, bring their own Ritzonos to fruition. He'll use them and he'll bring the exact opposite sometimes. That is Misodos, that's Misodos Abriya. And there is a, 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 a story, I didn't give it to you, but a Gemara in Sukkah that also reflects this exact idea. Exact idea. Sometimes we have a Chirachav shows we're trying to run away, but really that's the plan. We'll never know. We'll never, or maybe we will know looking back after a lifetime. But ultimately it's not for us, it's just for us to live our lives. Kodesh Baruch was behind the scenes. Remember the Gemara Mesecha Sukkah Dafnun Gimel. Amazing Gemara. The Gemara starts off with a statement of Rabbi Yochanan. Ragloi debar inish inun arvin bay. The legs of a person are his guarantors. La asar de misbi taman movilin yasei. The place where he's needed to go, he's gonna go. And the Gemara tells the fascinating story that there were two, uh, scribes of Shlomo HaMelech that were sitting next to Shlomo, and Shlomo HaMelech, of a sudden, sees the Malachamavis walking by. Chazal Malachamavis, that we call it, but he sees it and he has a sad face on. And Shlomo says to the Malach HaMavis, you know, what's the matter? Everything okay? Amaya Tzivis. Amarle says the Malach HaMavis, I'm trying to get these two guards, these two scribes of yours, but I, I can't. can't figure out. So Shlomo's like, really? Quickly. Shlomo called the head of the demons. Si'irim. Shlomo had connections. And what did he do? He puts them on the first fastest flight to Luz, the place where nobody died. See, so uh, quickly get them on the quickest flight to Luz. As they got to the doorway of the city of Luz, they both died. They both died. Shchivu. Lamachar, the next day, Shlomo sees a Malachamavis and he's smiling. Again, does that have to be literal, but it's teaching us a message. He asked the Malachamavis, why are you smiling? It says the Malachamavis, I was only allowed to kill them if they were at the doorway to Luz, and I can't even figure out a way to get them to the doorway to Luz. And therefore, you know, you help me out. That's the story. A little spooky, but what's the message of the story? The message is we have Bechir Rechavshis, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is also behind the scenes. And destiny is going to happen. There's a destiny that the world is going towards, personally, nationally. So we have to do our Ishtabas, and Hashem wants us to do our Ishtabas. But ultimately, we have to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the master of ceremonies of this universe. And He is the one that plays the uh, says which scenes go on when and decides the major uh, activities. But back to Revolbi, that's the message of this whole story. There's Bechir Echavshis throughout the players, but there's also a larger scheme. And he adds, he adds, Dafka, another way, irony in history, source number three, which we've seen in our generation. Dafka after the worst Tragedy in, in, in the history of the world. Right? The Holocaust. The worst tragedy against the Jews. Dafka after 2,000 years after the worst tragedy, a couple of years later, all of a sudden the nations decide that the Jews could have a homeland. Unbelievable. For 2,000 years it never happened. There were many times in history that the Jews were better off than they were in 1945. There was never a time when we were worse than 1945. And who would believe, said Revolbi, it's unbelievable. Forget what you think about it, says Revolbi. But the fact that the nations got together, it's, it's a wonder. The brothers sold Yosef, and that exactly was what the cause, Golis Mitzrayim. That caused the Nevuas to come true. So many times they say, why do we have this and, and this? But we haven't. The missionaries come. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Dafka, when we were so low, Right? Hashem runs the world 
And even when it looks one way, exact opposite might happen in the larger scheme of things. Okay, moving right along. Mem Aleph, Mem Hey. As we continue, Paro hears from Yosef. He's very excited. I think that this is the uh, the proper interpretation, right? Rashi quotes with the custom past years, right? How did Paro know that this was the right interpretation? All of his and other his other interpreters had given possibilities, but didn't didn't uh, wasn't accepted by Paro. But here it was accepted. So Paro says, "I'm making you the head." He takes off his ring, puts it on Yosef's hand, gives him a special chariot. I'm Paro, but really, you're in charge. Next Pasuk, Memhei. Paro changes Yosef's name. Gives him a new name. Sofnas Paneach. Not only does he give him a name, he gives him a wife. It doesn't say that Yosef got married. It says that Paro gave him a wife. Happens to be the daughter of Potiphar. And Yosef went out and became the leader. What is the connection? Asks the Yonashora. What is the connection between the three statements in that sentence, in that Pasuk? And the Psukim come from Moshe Rabbeinu. Right, the breakup of the Psukim. The Gemara says. So if something's in one Pasuk, then it's obviously meant to connect to each other. So in this Pasuk we have, Paro gives Yosef a new name, he gives him a wife, and Yosef becomes the leader in Egypt. So what's the idea here in this Pasuk? Says your Fuhrer, Hegyon Torah, fascinating. Right, what is the connection between all these three? Yosef couldn't get married himself. Paro had to, you know, give him uh, a wife. Did Paro give other people nicknames also? Was that something he did? Or was it Dafka Yosef? Dafka Yosef. And we know it was an Egyptian name. Or Yaakov Kamenetsky points out, all the Egyptians' names had Pays and Reish, right? Faro and Ephraim, right? And Sofnas Paneach has a, has a pay in there. Right, so a lot of uh, uh, Shifra and Pua. Right, so these are all uh, related. But either way, what's the message? So Yesh Lomar, very creative. Yesh Lomar, line 11. Ki amnamra paro tzorach l'shano shmoshel Yosef. Paro felt the need to change Yosef's name. Ula hasilo isha shehubachar l'ma'anok farachshav. And to choose his wife. Paro wanted to choose who Yosef marries. Kitznai. Before he was going to go lead, Paro had to do this. New name, new wife, now he could be the leader. Why? Remember Rashi quoted at the beginning of the parsha. Rashi quoted, even the, the Rishayim, even when they're trying to give a Karas Adov, they can't give it fully. What did it say? What the Sarah Mashkim said, who helped us out? Nar Ivri Eved Lusara Tapachim. Right, what did he say? A lowly Eved helped me out. Even when he's saying, Oh, he saved me, he interpreted my dreams, he had to insult him, he had to push him down. Right? Rashi says, Arurim Harishaim, Sha'in Tovasam Shlema, Shemaz Kirobalashan Bizayon. Bizayon. That's what he says. Even when he's saying he's saying that Yosef helped him, says the Bhagyona Shaltorah. That must have made an impression on Paro. Paro knows this is an Eved. But one second, he's an Eved and he's a Bazui and he's like from a different nation. But you know what? I need him. He's the wisest. But I need precautions. How do I know he's not going to influence? How do I know he's not going to spread his influence, his tentacles to influence on my people? I don't want him to be... He's an Eved. He might try to get these Avadim that we have away. What am I going to do? I need to help him assimilate. I need to help him feel like Egyptian society is his home and is his culture. What's the best way to do that? Change his name and give him an Egyptian wife. That's exactly what Paro wanted to do. Right? What keeps you in your own? 
We know. Shaloshinu Ashmam. Shaloshinu Ashlashonam. Right? They were, they were Tsanua in their, in their Arias. It's exactly what Paro wanted. Sarah Mashkim Amar Leparo. Visham Itonu Narev Ivri. Evel Asara Tabachim. But a Safer Lovachulu. Arurim Shami quotes it. Sarah Mashkim next paragraph. Here's your Afo is Paro. She's Sakana. It's dangerous to put this Eved. Kia Ivri who sonay Mitzrayim Ibichina Datit. Because the Egyptians, as we know, and the Jews, right, they, they, they give Karbanas as animals. We worship these animals. Torah Ze'ivrim, no gedes tarbus ha'shal Mitzrayim. The cultures are totally different. Mibachina ma'amadit hu eved, valul l'shachorat ha'avadim. If he gets rises to power, maybe he'll set free all of the avadim. Matas ha'mitzrayim, but the avadim, we need the avadim. How do I get him to assimilate? Unbelievable. Look at the bottom. Yesh l'dog, she yosef yitamela mitzrayim, v'yizbol elba. V'ein l'cha emsa'i yoter tov, l'davar zem me'asher nesu'e taroves. Get him to intermarry. Get him to intermarry. Right? We know Yosef. What did Yosef show? Uh, Yaakov and Parshas Vayechi? We showed him the Ksuba. Says, says, right, I converted her beforehand. Maybe Parah didn't know that. Parah didn't realize that. Also, other Midrashim about who Asnat was. Not for now. But Yesh Ladov, she Yosef, Yitame, Mitzvah, Yisbol Elba. Ve'ein l'cha emsoi Yosef tov l'davar zem, asher nisu etarovet. Al Yosef l'aseis isha mitzris. And not only any Egyptian woman, the daughter of the chief priest in Egypt, Potiphar, his daughter. Let's see him not assimilate under these conditions. Paro, Mir, Epho, Vanasan, Yosef, Bas, Cohen, Oon, Isha, Obed, Avadazara, Bechulu, Paro, Gabshina, Shmoa, Ivri, Shal, Yosef, Tzafras, Paneyach, Lashen, Ivri, Kishlosh, Edvarim, as we know, Manu, Chachamim, Kitris, Bifnei, Atmiyah, how do we protect ourselves from being mitbolel, lashon, levush, shame? Right, the language which we know Yosef kept up. Right, ages behose samo, Yosef knew all the languages, language and dress and culture and name, and that's even he continues and says, even Yosef's kids. Maybe Paro made some type of deal. Uli Yosef, you let Shnei Banim b'Terem Tavo Shnasa Tavo Haraav. Vayikra Yosef Hashem b'Char Menashe. Why was Menashe called Menashe? Kinashani Elokim et Kol Amali vet Kol Beit Avi. Maybe that is also something related to the Paro, to the outward. You want to forget? You want to forget your past? Yesh Lahaniach Shekoyin O Noach Shekoyin Midyan Binyan Isui Tarovas. What do you think Potiphar said? He probably said. Right, you, you, the first son's mine. The first son is, is connected to me. Kinashani Elohim. Right, what does the Medrash say? He quotes, Bishash Amar, same thing that happened with Moshe marrying Yisro's daughter. Tenli Sarah Bitchali Isha, Amalo Yisro, Kabel Alecha Davarzeh, Shomelacha, Vadinotchalo Isha, I'll make you a deal. Bench Yetchila Yelavodazara. First son's mine. So maybe that happened with Menashe too. Kinashani Elohim. Mashbenzem Mashkiach is Beis Yaakov Ivri. Who prenisue taaroves shetotzasa timia timia vehispololus? And maybe he says, Efshar at the end. Another reason why Yaakov chooses Ephraim over Menashe. Ephraim gets the right hand, right? Maybe there's something about Menashe. Nothing negative. Obviously, it turned out he was, he's a shevet. He's a shevet. But because of the kavanas for the original son, maybe there's, there's a there's a shemetz. That he wanted to give him a bracha, but maybe the, maybe the Bechor bracha is going to Ephraim. But either way, this is the idea that all three statements in the Pasuk have something to do with each other. New name, a wife, and then he became the leader in Mitzrayim. Okay. Now we get to, probably speak about this most years, the major question on the Parsha. And that is Yosef's behavior. Yosef's behavior, two ways. The Ramban already asked the Kasha. How could Yosef ask the Ramban not send a postcard to his father? How did that happen? How is it possible? Right? The Ramban, the Ramban, he quotes it at the beginning of source five. Acharesha Ahmad Yosef. How is it possible? How is it possible? That he didn't say a word and he acted strangely with his brothers. 
What's going on here? So many Pshatim given we discussed in the past. The Ramban, if you remember, the Ramban says, because Yosef felt that he needed to have the dreams come true. He took that as a nevuah, and he felt that it was his achrayas to have the dreams come true. If he says to his brothers, hey guys, how are you? It's me. It's not coming true. They're not going to bow down to him. Yaakov's not going to come in that way. So that's the Ramban, and then all the Mepharshim that deal with that Ramban. Why was it Yosef's issue to make the dreams come true? Others say maybe it was Yosef trying to get them to do tshuva. Maybe they're that Barbanella as a pshat, all different pshatim. Rav Hirsch gave a pshat a number of years ago that we mentioned, but we'll mention a similar idea here in the Sefer Ma'at Min Ha'or. If you remember, we discussed this uh, a couple of weeks ago from Hanan Parat, uh, his Sefer on, on Chumash. Quotes the Ramban. The Tamahani quotes Mato Eles, Fechulu, why, why his dreams. And in the continuation, he quotes, he quotes an idea that he heard from Rav Yol Benun and others that he does not accept, which is a mystery. It is a mystery because if you read the Psukim, we mentioned this, I think, a little bit last week as well. Maybe Yosef wasn't sure whether his father was in on it. Right? We don't know from Yosef's point of view. Right? Yaakov sends it to Shechem knowing that the relationship is not so great. V'yoviv shamar asadavar. And he sends him. What was Yosef thinking? They didn't come look for me in Mitzrayim. Maybe he would have heard that they came looking for him in Mitzrayim. So that's one idea that he suggests, but he does not, uh, he does not accept it. Let's not try to think that Yosef was more down like Right? Lines 14. So he says, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that pshat. So he has a different idea. Different idea. It's similar to what Rav Shamshun Nepal Hirsch said a number of years ago, but he bases it on a story that he once read. On a story that he once read from Agnon. Right, uh, got the, uh, the Nobel Prize. Right? A story, again, we're not getting into the halachic issues in the story. But it's a story that he says gives a message. It's a story that gives a message. Story of, he quotes, Vahayaha Akov Lemishar. The Crooked to the Straight. That's the name of this little novel that he, that he wrote. He quotes it about Menasha Chaim HaKabzan. Hanishlach Batas Ishto. He goes, he's a Mishulach. And he goes to a faraway land and he has a Hamlatzah. He has a, a letter from the Rav of his town that he is a, he is an honest guy and people should give him money. Vechulu, Vechulu. And he goes, and as was in those days, you know, in the earlier years, they went for months and years even before they came back. He made a lot of money and he was on his way back and then he met another Mishulach. And the other Mishulach asked him, I'll buy the letter from you. Buy the letter from you. This letter from the Rav. Because it says some great things. So he eventually sells him the letter and this other Mishulach goes and he collects, but Lamaisa he dies. Mishulach in town, nobody knows who he is. He dies, but they see this letter on him. They're like, oh, this must be the guy. This must be the guy whose name is on the letter. They send back a telegram to the town. So the wife thinks that, you know, this is what, uh, this is what happened. And she's an aguna, but based on the letter and the, and the edus of the person, they buried him already. They don't know anything. Life was different. So he quotes, Achaz Palak Bepalachashtika. Agnon quoted, so the, um, sorry, I didn't get to that yet. He got married, so she got remarried. This wife, in the story, in this fictional story, he finally makes his way back to his town and he realizes what happened. He realizes what happened. And what am I going to do? His wife got remarried. His wife has a child. So we're not going to get into the halachic issues right now. This is not, that's not the message of this. Because this story from Agnon, he goes, He left. He didn't go and he couldn't do that to ruin his wife's family, his wife's new life. It wasn't her fault. Palach Mishtika, and he went and he was most of his own nefesh in order to save the life, so to speak. And again, halachically, we're not saying that has any basis, but he quotes, where does this Lushan come from? Palach, Tafsa Palach Hashtika? It comes from a Medrash. The Medrash says, Ein Esther Magedes Moladata. Right, think about a little bit, Rachel Imenu. She allowed Yaakov to be with a woman that he didn't know who it was to save embarrassment. Do you ever think about that? Ever think about that? 
then Misa, that again, Yaakov has das to marry, but it wasn't this right woman. But Rachel Imenu says to herself, to not embarrass, to not cause such problems for my sister, you know what? I'll, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. Maybe suggests here, Chanan Parat, maybe Yosef had similar thoughts. Meaning what? He wants to help Yaakov Avinu. He wants Yaakov Avinu to have, to have something good in life. What's gonna happen if Yosef sends a letter back? What's gonna happen if Yosef tells his brothers it's me? Yosef's gonna, Yaakov's gonna know the whole story. Yaakov's gonna know what happened. And what's gonna happen? He's gonna get back one son, but he's gonna lose ten. Is that what Yosef thinks is the best thing to do? Is that what he thinks is best for Yaakov? Right now he's mourning one son. Yes, his favorite son, but one son. Is life going to be better if he comes back? What does Yosef say to himself? I'm not going to make it worse. I'm not going to, I don't know how this is going to end, but I'm not going to make it worse. But as time went on, he was able to then show Yaakov Avinu that the brothers are getting along now. And did Yaakov ever find out? Did he not? That's that's a question. That's a question. But maybe that's why Yosef didn't want to do it. Because he felt that, I can't do that to Yaakov Avinu. Right? Following maybe Rachel Imenu, following his mother. Right? Following his mother. Tafsa plachashtika, shev altasa shiny. And then he says towards the bottom. Right? And turning the page. Turning the page. They'll never be able to look at their father again. They'll never be able to, to look at Yosef again. Just to say that this is what you did to me and there's no closure. There's just pain for the rest of their lives. At least how this happened. Maybe Yosef knew all the wrong, all the plan, what he wanted to do. If I could bring them to a situation where I could show them that I love them and I don't have anything negative against them. Right? Combining some of the other pshatim that are given. And then we could go to Yaakov together and say we're one unit. We're a family. That will be something that will, as we have in next week's parsha. We'll give him an extra add of life. And in that way, maybe that's why Yosef didn't say a thing. Okay, that's either the idea works even without the story from Agnon, but uh, either way, he brought that as his uh, as a basis. Okay, moving right along, let's try to do the two thoughts on Hanukkah, and if we have time, we'll come back to the Nomali Melech. In source number eight, Nomali Melech has a has a drush on two psukim, but first let's do the thoughts on Hanukkah, and then we'll see. Source number nine, Halakha Valiba, Rav Avram Shor discusses that we know this is more of a transition thought. The parsha of the year, of the time of year, is always connected to the time of year. So Miketz and Vayeshev, and there are many Pshatim given, always has a connection to Hanukkah. So let's go this year. What is the connection? What can we think of about Miketz and Hanukkah? Yadua, Shekriya Ba'oras Hazman, V'chein Kriyas Parshas Miketz Bevadai, Yishla Kesh Lamei Hanukkah. So what is it? So he says as follows. Matzinu. When Paro is telling over his dream, he adds in something that was not in the dream. What is that? Right? In the story, he has the fat cows, the, the skinny cows eat the fat cows. That's all it says. When Paro tells over the story, he says, the skinny cows ate the fat cows, and you couldn't tell that they ate the fat cows. They stayed skinny. Why did Paro add that detail? Why did that make a difference? What's so significant? See, quotes the Svasemes. Paro ratza bazel of tarin yana chalo bachalom ulo siftavar lachaseik hakfira shalom. Paro was trying to reflect what he thought that his dream is, the source of his dream is what he calls Shneos Chas V'Shalom, different gods, different sources of power. There's good and there's bad. There's light and there's dark. There's evil and there's blessing. 
different sources. Right? Against the Pasuk in Eicha, Mipiel Yonotesi Aros Vatov. Different sources for everything. The Ra Yonik Benatov. The Ra doesn't come from the Tov, and the Tov is not connected to the Ra. And therefore, when the evil swallows the good, it's, it's still evil. Because this is evil. It's not that now there's good in the evil and there's one source connected. No, no, no. There's good and there's evil and never the twain shall meet. Because there's two sources. There's Shneos. Right? All the different gods that the Egyptians believed in. And what does Yosef emphasize? It's one dream. It's one dream. It's one source. It's one God that's saying everything. It's all Sheva. Why does Yosef start off by saying it's all one? To emphasize this point. It's not true, Paro. No, everything is Ba'achtos. And everything is connected. And there's only one source of everything. And maybe, says the Lekavalibov now, maybe that's connected to the Aravota of Hanukkah too. Right? Because what's Hanukkah about? Lahodos u lahalel. next page. Be'esa ge'ula. Lahodos gama lagalus. Ula havin shegalus vigeula be'emes eno dover nifrad. Ra'akol haya echad. What do we say in Alanisim? We thank Hashem for the Nisim and the Gvuros and the Shuos. We realize that everything was part of the divine plan. As we said earlier, we recognize that everything in life, there's Bechira, but there's a, a, a player behind the scenes. We recognize that it's all part of the plan. They went to Mitzrayim in order to be able to have excuse me, to have the geula, the afterwards. And then he even adds just one other point. The Sahara and the kochos of the Sahara of that side, sometimes they can't, they can't get us on our great days, on Pesach, Sukkot, Purim, Hanukkah. They can't, it's too, it's too powerful. But you know what they'll try? They'll try to make us leave what happens on those days, on those days. Hanukkah's great, but after Hanukkah, it's done. Sukkot is great, but don't take it with you. And they'll do everything they can to make sure we don't take the effects. What was Yosef's message to Paro? You have to prepare during the stays of Sova. And take it with you and you'll be, you'll be okay in the days of Rav. And that's what Hanukkah is about. First of all, historically, he doesn't add this, but I'll add it. Right? Hanukkah was the last one, the last. After Esther, fine. Hanukkah, Esther is so Kalanisim, but Hanukkah happened afterwards. It was just not Nita Likasev. Hanukkah was the end. Hanukkah was supposed to give us the light to last us through the Gaulus. This is the holiday that's supposed to take us to Mashiach. This was the last one. The last nace that we have a holiday for. And that's the message of Hanukkah. Right? To take it with you. Take the light with you. Mamshech the light in the darkness, in the dead of winter. We still have the light with us. And that's what Paro told, we heard from Yosef. Prepare in the days of Sova. Adarabah, lahoros, shetzrichem lahachin miyamim atovim, al yamim haroim, mikashar pasalo binyin achanam yamim asova, al yamim harav. So the dreams are exactly the message that we have to have as well. That's one Svasemis. Another Svasemis is quoted here in Rabbi Sender's commentary, commentators Alanisim. So he also quotes a Svasemis, where he says, interesting, we have two holidays throughout the year that focus on the bias, that focus on the family. Sukkot is a wonderful holiday, but it's, there's no dafka, can, a din in the mishpacha for Sukkot. Right, Sukkis and Shuis and many holidays. But obviously Hanukkah is near ish ubeso. You light it al Pesach Abayas. Hanukkah is about a house, it's about the family. And Pesach. Carbon Pesach. Right, you have to be in a group beforehand. 
You're not allowed to leave the house. Pesach. Pesach is all about parents and children. Right? Vigadata Labincha. That's how it's formulated. Dafka Pesach and Hanukkah are the two focused on family. What's the message? Says the Svasemes. Before Kaddish Baruch Hu took Ami Yisrael Adam Mitzrayim, he knew there would be times, difficult times, challenging times, and he knew that sometimes maybe we wouldn't keep the inspiration that we would need for the time that we need it. So says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's another source of strength. Not just the Yomim Tovim, and not just the Shuls, but it's the family. And that has to be a source of strength for Klai Yisrael as well. So HaSemes tells us, in the middle, the three Shalosh Regalim were sufficient to give Klai Yisrael the spiritual strength they needed for the entire year. But And Pesach had it, when, I, when we left Mitzrayim, Hashem knew, look at the bottom, for this reason the family was emphasized for one fine spiritual strength in the company of one's family. When B'nai Yisrael became a free people after 200 years of enslavement, during which time they had to face a hostile world, it was the support of family which made them capable of facing the challenge of freedom. When B'nai Yisrael went out, it was going to be a whole new world. We're not used to this. Hashem says, draw strength from your family. And so too maybe connecting to what we just said. Hanukkah. Chanukah is the last nace that's supposed to take us through Geula. That's supposed to take us through these, through this difficult gullus of so many thousands of years. It's Nerishu Beso. Right? The menorah, the Chanukiyah is at the window, the window is at the door of the house. We have to look inwards to draw strength, not just from the shul, not just from outside, but from within. And we have to try to use, and whether not just use on the give, receiving end, but we have to be there for each other. We have to give to our parents. We have to give to our children. We have to give to all of those around us to be that source of strength. And that's what we also learn from the story of Hanukkah, the story of Pesach. Hashem, we should be zochet to all celebrate many Hanukkahs. This should be the beginning, beginning of the light of Hanukkah. But Bez Hashem, we should be zochet to the Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol, or any of the Kohanim lighting the menorah in the in the Beis Hamikdash.